Welcome to the final Times Yours podcast, at least until draft time, which is sort of disappointing. I was hoping we'd get a couple more in. I'm Spike Eskin. Lee Russikoff. Lee, I got to tell you, before we get to football, something much more pressing that I was thinking about last night. Yeah? I was like, maybe we should change the intro music to the podcast. It's yeah? Like, yeah, I was like, well, let me tell you my, my thought process. I was like... I really love I'm a Boss by Meek Mill. That's like one of my favorites. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I mostly, the only podcasts I really listen to are NBA ones. And it's always like white blogger dudes with rap music intros. (laughs) And then I thought about my Sixers podcast, white blogger dudes with rap music intros. And I was like, nah, we should keep Rage Against the Machine. Why don't don't we be the one white blogger dude without without the hip-hop. The hip-hop intro. Yeah. I'm sort of sad. I have to say, for the first time this season, when they lost yesterday, I was legitimately, like, not yesterday, I'm sorry, Saturday. I was legitimately, like, sad. I haven't been sad after a loss. I was sad. I was, Were you? Yeah. I was, sit- I-, I was sitting on the couch, and my fiance is sitting, she hates football so much. <laughs> so she's sitting on the couch next to me, watching Netflix on her laptop, and looked at me, and she goes, oh, is the game over? She wouldn't even watch the, the playoff game no, with you? No, no. She, she tried. When we were first, first started dating, right. God, God bless her, she, I mean, she went to a million Sixers games, like the Phillies, all that, and yeah. tried with the Eagles, but just does not like, doesn't like, I think what it is, I think the thing that turns anyone off, but I think what women are often, is like the testosterone level of football amongst fans is just like, you know, right. it's like you don't go to basketball games where guys are like punching each other in the face to psych each other up. I just don't think she can get into it. But she looked at me and she goes, "Oh, is the game over?" And I'm like, "Yeah, they lost on a last second field goal." And she was like, "Are you crying?" And I was like, <laughs> and "I was like, no, I'm just bummed." So yeah, I was really sad when they lost. I yeah, don't know you kind of you... felt it. Uh, it was. It was. It, I mean, look, it was a sad ending, but it, it was all, it, you know, it felt inevitable, kind of, yeah. I felt, all, all game, and I, it was a sad, sad one that we finally both got right, like, yes, you know, and I'm not, I'm not bragging, because it's probably the first game I got right all year. But <laughs> yes, it, me too. But, but it just felt, it played out exactly how you feared it would. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't remember what our scores were, but I think they were probably closest to this. And it was funny, I... I had a fill-in. Ike Reese ended up sick on Friday, so I filled in with Barkan on Friday afternoon, and I didn't know we made like score predictions at the end of it. So he asked me for my score prediction, and I just keep thinking of my prediction on Monday being my first instinct, like the right. the, the Saints were going that somehow the Saints were going to win, and I couldn't do it again. So I ended up picking the Eagles, but I like it was as I was doing it, I was like. I'm j- I'm pandering. Right. I am pandering right now. I don't think they're going to win because I even remember doing IP with my father earlier in the week, and he was out doing the zero and five in the playoffs on the road yeah. and blah blah blah. And I'm like, that doesn't. I here's here's one thing I want to throw out there. After seeing San Diego win in cold Cincinnati, the Saints win winning in Philadelphia, and then San Francisco winning in minus twenty degrees in Green Bay, is I don't want to hear about these fucking gambling stats anymore when we're talking about who's going to win the game. I just don't want to hear those dome team on the road, like all this stuff. I'm sure it it applies in some fashion, but they're gambling statistics. They're not like, this is not, it's not football, you know? It's not, I, I don't know. I just, 
when when I'm when I'm talking about who's going to win the game, I'm just like, oh, I don't know, dome team on the road. It just right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, can we just talk for a second about who might be good and who might be right. better? And especially, I don't know the San Diego Cincinnati one. It's probably a pick if you take them, put them on a neutral field. But I think the other two games, you put them on a neutral field. New Orleans and and San Francisco probably are heavy favorites. Yes, so absolutely. Bring them to cold weather. They both got to play in it. Yeah, and, and I was, the Eagles have this this high powered offense too. I mean, it's not like the Eagles are. Uh, only, I mean, they're a running team, but they're different. They're definitely a finesse or a spread running team. They're, it's not like they just pound you. No, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. And even the the San Diego game when I was just when I was doing the the degenerate podcast on Friday and Fantasaurus was because Cincinnati was oh eight no on at home all, all year, and I'm just like ah, I don't know, man. I saw them them win the week before when Andy Dalton threw four interceptions, and right. the, you know I don't. I, like I'm not betting on a, a, a. It's the same thing. The same problem I would have had with Arizona is I'm not. I'm not betting on a quarterback that is throwing four interceptions the week before and they happen to win. You know, and and that means that they're good. It, it sort of means that they were maybe a little bit lucky too. Right. So, and it, you know, it's funny. I was watching, and we'll get back to the Eagles. I was. I'm watching. I, I feel like I watch every quarterback now who has physical ability and think, what if that guy. Was he was was from the beginning of his career was playing with Chip Kelly and I'm watching everybody crushing Andy Dalton. I've done my share of crushing Andy Dalton, but I'm just watching him, thinking like this guy has physical tools. I don't I, I I don't imagine he's an idiot, you know. And maybe he is a choker, and maybe he doesn't come up big. But I'm just watching their offense, and it's just like it's when they're when they're passing. Uh, it's so funny. You get so spoiled by Chip Kelly, but when I watch like passing plays, all I see is like. Guys, going. I feel like I'm watching playground football. Everybody's like, yeah. "All right, everyone, go out." You right. know what I mean? And I'm watching the Eagles catch. Every time the Eagles catch a pass, it feels like they're in space. But but every time that, that I'm watching any other offense, it's just like guys are running post patterns. Yeah, how or, much of that is the coordinator? How much of that is Dalton? Right, because it seemed like every time Dalton was throwing, he was throwing in the double coverage. There was no space. It was just yeah. He was just picking out the double double covered guy. Yes, like the yeah. opposite of what he should be doing. Yeah, and maybe, maybe he's an idiot. You know, right. maybe he's not good. But also, I just I can't imagine. And the other thing I was thinking, do you know Marvin Lewis has been in Cincinnati for eleven years and not won one playoff game. 11 years in one place, not one playoff game. And I mentioned that, and somebody's like, yeah, it's sort of like Andy Reid here. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, do you understand how much different that is than what Andy Reid did here? So, um, okay. And we'll get to Andy Reid in a little bit, too. So I I guess by your by the tone of what you were saying, all during the game you were not expecting them to win? You were I expecting them to I, lose? Well, I, no. I think the first half I thought it would. It could have been. I knew it was going to be – I thought it was going to be an ugly game that, you know, could have been – it's going to be one at the end. I didn't know that it was going to be the Eagles that lost it. But certainly when the second half – during the second half, it felt like – it just felt like a loss. It didn't feel like they were going to be able to stop Drew Brees when they needed to or stop that offense when they needed to, right, because they were running the ball too. Yeah, especially in the in the first half they had their shot because Brees looked terrible. Yeah. Brees looked absolutely terrible in the first half. And Billy Davis even said afterwards, he's like, look – I told the defense, we, he, he goes, that's why we were in nickel to stop the pass. That's why we allowed them to run for so many yards. It was by design. And, right. you know, I told the defense it was by design, and that's what we're going to do. And when you're, you're not that talented on defense, even when you are talented, but when, you're as, when, you, when you lack as much in the secondary as they lack, that I, you, you sort of do have to scheme to stop one or the other on some level and hope that you get a couple of turnovers. And they even did. They got two interceptions. In that first half, and the, it just Kelly said it. That I think that that first half just there were squandered opportunities in that yep. first half, and that's when it ended up killing them at the end. 
So when it was over, did you feel more... I feel like fans, at least the ones that I've talked to, have felt more, you know, happy about the year and and promised about the future more than, hey, that was a real missed opportunity we had in the playoffs this year. I was curious to how you felt. Yeah, I mean, I think one, it's good that the game was on Saturday. It gave you it, that's why, especially for talk radio, like Monday, you have a day to like let it sit, and let yeah. the season sit. So that's that's good. The other thing is. They did. I, you know, it was a close game, and they had opportunities to win. But I felt like they just got beat by a better team. You know, and that, and to me, I think they did. And I, got, there's no problem with that. You know, like there's there's no shame in that, especially when you think about where this year started and what we all thought this year was going to be, where it ended. I mean, this is kind of, you know, me. This has been my perspective from the jump. This has all been gravy ever since they started this win streak. Right. I can I. Here is my my my. A devil's advocate to that, and it's not even devil's advocate. I actually believe it at some point. Is that at some at some point during the year you have to, much like we've done with with foals, or you do it even in in any facet of life. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you, I don't know, it, you, your expectations are permitted to change, and and you, I, I don't like I'm I'm sort of past the point on, and I'm not saying that this season's a failure. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm sort of past the point where I'm like, well, you know, we didn't even expect them to be 500 in August. And I'm like, well, I didn't know anything about them in August. None of us did. There were a million question marks. And now without these question marks, I think if you can look at it in two ways, you can say, wow, no one would have expected we'd have the top rated passer, the number one rusher and two wide receivers with career years on this team. And then, but I could also say we had the number one rated passer, the number one rusher, two wide receivers with, who had career years, and they didn't win a playoff game. And if if you had said that about many other teams, you know, if if Demarco Murray and Tony Romo ended up as the the top rated passer and the number one rusher and did not win a playoff game, we would laugh at them and call them failures. And I think at some point we have to forget about the fact that we didn't expect them to be here. They were here. They won seven out of eight. They had the top rated passer, the number one rusher. You had a home playoff game against a team that is that that yeah, historically. Uh, yeah, I hear you, but it's also the first year for Chip Kelly. It's also the first starting year for Nick Foles. I mean, you have to allow some ramp up and and the the what what I where I hear you especially is that things really did break the Eagles' way this year. Like. They, they ended up playing quarterbacks were out all the time. They ended up they, everything that could have broke the Eagles' way as far as the division broke their way this year, and it it just seemed like the Eagles weren't ready for that opportunity. I think that's your sense of frustration, your sense of you know what could have been because yeah, they, they had so many breaks and they could they definitely were in that game and could have beat the Saints, but then what, right? I mean, that's my thing in this, is that they were ne- this wasn't a Super Bowl team. I don't, I mean, I don't think even you believe that they, they, were, they, had, they were a real threat to win a championship. And if they're not that, then I think you've got to give them some leeway, some ramp to get to that, that level. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, I, I don't know. If San Diego can win a playoff game... Yeah. They could have won that playoff game, but they absolutely could have. And that, so there's definitely some disappointment there. But I feel like you, you got to take a step back and say, yeah, they, they could have won that game, but then what? They're not beating Seattle in Seattle. So well, know. they were playing, but, but first they were playing right, Carolina. They would have played Carolina. And they then beat Carolina. And then yeah. I don't know. New, uh, well, I guess New Orleans doesn't play. <laughs> uh, I'm like, well, then New Orleans knocks off uh, Seattle. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, New Orleans is gone. I don't know. I, I guess. I guess you know. I, I don't know. I just. 
I don't know. It's it's sort of it's sort of a it's sort of a bummer, and I not more more than sort of a bummer. More, like I'm not saying this is unacceptable. That's not right. what I'm saying. But I am saying that everybody's like, well, look at I, I, look at how bad the division is. Well, well, wait a minute. Like that that's what Washington was saying coming into this year is look how bad the division is, and and I like you can't just say that that the Eagles have like this clear path the next two or three years when the Eagles themselves just went from four and 12 to 10 and six. And I'm not saying I'm predicting that for any of those other teams, but those other teams all certainly have talent, all have talent at quarterback. And it's not impossible that this division gets harder and the Eagles take a step back that it, it's not impossible. And no, the Eagles could get better and have a worse record next year. Right. They yeah. would, the Eagles, and you know what? The Eagles could get worse. The, right. You know that, that, that they're, Maybe it doesn't, maybe like, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt. Reggie Bush doesn't get hurt. Uh, Nick Foles, you know, a a lot of quarterbacks have great years and then have to take a step back. Maybe he doesn't have a great year next year. I don't know. There was just, there was a lot that they they seemed, Norm McDonald said on Twitter that the reason they were going to win and go to the Super Bowl is because they were a team of destiny. And Norm is is right on a lot of predictions. I, I, predicting something is destiny, I guess, is a little silly. But on some level, you know, they did have a lot of things breaking right this year. And sometimes, you know, if they had gone to the Super Bowl, you would look at those things and go, oh, well, it's one of those years where everything breaks right. the right way. So that's it. So looking at the game itself, what if there is one moment, and I have four here that 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 you know that that stick in my mind. One moment as the the one that you replay in your mind over and over and over again. Is it the Riley Cooper drop pass? Is it the Nick Foles sack to essentially put him out of field goal range? The Kerry Williams horse collar tackle or the missed field goal itself? Or is it yeah, something else? The missed field goal for some reason, just because of that moment, just that missed field goal to me sticks out, and it was just. And I, I don't know. I know Henry's gotten a he's he's had he's had a rough year and he gets a lot of ire. But for me, for whatever reason, I normally I'm not a missed field goal guy. But that one for me, I just haven't been able to get it out of my mind. Really, I think the whole game switches if he hits that field goal. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I'm a, I agree with you. I also you know actually one I didn't bring up was it was it like fourth and two at some point. Actually, when they kicked that field goal, was it or did they punt it fourth and two? I felt like there was a. Maybe it was the field goal. I think they probably. I think you probably just go for it. Oh no! Right. It must have been fourth and really long, right? If 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 Foles took that sack, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what the situation was when they kicked the field goal. But it felt like whenever there was a a non chipish decision in the in the in in New Orleans territory there. So um, yeah, I and the other thing is that when I when I laughed about Kerry Williams and the horse collar tackle, a bunch of people said, well. He had to stop him somehow, and if he doesn't stop him there, he gets 15 yards anyway. And watching the replay, I don't agree with that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think he had to. I think that was a, a, a pretty, you know, pretty bad decision to do that at that point to get to tack on 15 yards. I don't know if Sproles gets another 15 yeah. yards after that. It is. So we talked about not being able to stop the run. Um, was there anybody on the Eagles? Was there any, uh, you know, I guess area of the team that disappointed you in the game that that you expected to perform better? I, you know, I, I think I think the offense in general, and I, 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 what disappointed me is how easily they took Deshaun out of the game and their and like the explosion out of the game. Like, because if if they're going to beef up and, and stop McCoy, and that's going to be their entire game plan. Then you know there shouldn't there shouldn't be an excuse for Jackson to be Keenan Allen is the guy right. who takes him out of the game. I don't I 
I, and I, again, I haven't seen the game tape, so I don't know that I can't believe that it was just Keenan Allen taking Deshaun Jackson out of the game. But if they're going to, if they weren't, if it wasn't just one guy, then there were two guys on him, and then Riley Cooper should have been open all day. Right. Like, I, I don't understand that part. That's, I, I really want to go back and look at what happened with this offense and why it wasn't able to move the ball in the air. Well, and if they weren't just gearing on McCoy, if, if it wasn't that, then at some point, you know, running backs sort of get like this, I hate saying pass, it feels so sports radio, sports radio-y, but, you know, when they fail, it's rarely put on them. It's right. always like the other team was trying to stop them. And if we keep saying we have the best running back in the NFL here, right? And and like he comes up with a game like that where he doesn't break one and he certainly had, you know, enough carries to break one. You know, you can't complain when a guy gets 17 or 18 carries. Like right. that's what he averaged over the year. Like that's what that's what NFL running backs average, you know. And I, you know, the, the, I don't want to hear, you know, give them more carries and more carries. Like when it's not successful, you have to try to do something else. Is is it wrong to to say why didn't he cut it to, to criticize him for not coming up with a, a big play when they needed one? Or no, I mean know? if we're going to say the same thing about Deshaun, right? I, I don't right. know why why you wouldn't say the same thing unless you know. And, and, and look, unless it's eight guys in the box the whole time. And, and again, I, we haven't seen the tape, but I think it's certainly open for discussion whether or not you know he maybe he missed a few plays, maybe he didn't have the best game. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's certainly possible, right? Yeah. So uh, on to the quarterback. Are you? Were you? How did you feel about how Foles played? I, you know, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't. I, I felt he. I thought he was fine. Um, uh, but again, it, you know, those games are won by big plays at big times, and I just, it, it's it's tough to blame pinpoint a particular play that he didn't make or or a sack that he took. But you know, look, when when Breeze needed to make to drive to win a game, he did it, and there really was no question that he was going to do it. That that that's what level Foles has to get to before you know he stops having to answer these questions. Yeah, and uh, I, look, I, I I will talk to Chris about this later and sort of um, and sort of go more into depth on it. But I've never been like I feel like I'm just sort of sure about what he is, and it's it doesn't mean that you have to go get somebody like that. Your mission has to be to go get somebody better, but like. like and watching certain quarterbacks yesterday and watching other quarterbacks is that like I'm not saying Nick Foles is simply a system quarterback because you you he's obviously has has played very well in this system but like I I don't and maybe it is the system that prevents him from doing this you know but I I don't look at him and say like playmaker or right. or or go get us the win or like a lot is dependent on that offense working now that that's fine you know that is what it is and maybe he is maybe he's locked into that in some in some respect but but like I don't know I just I like Colin Kaepernick so much I you know I just like him so much I I I like him I like him so much I like him so much <laughs> and he missed a bunch of throws sure. and wasn't specifically you know particularly accurate yesterday but no. yeah when they need to make a play he made a play well and he made a bunch of them and, individual plays and and look the 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 like one guy told me yesterday I'm trying to look when I, I complimented I sarcastically complimented Colin Kaepernick or I said something something to the effect of somebody should mention a Colin Kaepernick that that quarterbacks like him don't win in the playoffs you know after this guy's been in the Super Bowl in his first year starter by the way while we're pumping the brakes on you know 
you know, could the Eagles really be in the Super Bowl? They had a second-year starter in Nick Foles. It's like like the Niners were in the Super Bowl last year right. with, with, with the same amount of start, starts, essentially, for Colin Kaepernick. Actually, fewer starts under his belt. And Colin Kaepernick just won in Green Bay the next year, too. It's like you got to let go of this the, the, the quarterback who can run. And one guy said, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to find it. He said something to the effect of, like, people need to stop acting like you know, having the the quarterback being able to run is an advantage for the quarterback. It's like, how is a physical tool not an advantage? I don't understand. Like, right. running in in place of passing is bad, right? But running in addition to passing is good. It just is. I don't yeah. like. I don't. I don't know how you can have any different opinion than that. You, you have people have to let it go. They have to let it go. Are they racist? What is it? Like, what is the running? What is the anti-running thing? I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's just the it's the fact. I, I think it is the fact that you that people think that you know when you're not right, when you're not when you don't have when you're not running the ball, you're you, you're missing or when you are running the ball, you're missing an option, right? So it's not the all right. He's exhausted all. He's gone through his progressions. Now he's taking the ball and running it down the field. They they think you know it's it's an either. They they don't see it as an addition. They see it as an either or. I don't think they're ready for a that dynamic playmaker to to be a Super Bowl winner. And I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take Kaepernick or Cam Newton or someone who's that dynamic at both to win. Yeah, well, and it's like most quarterbacks are not that guy. So odds are that guy isn't going to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody's like, well, they just lose in the Super Bowl. Well, plenty of pocket passers also have lost right. in the Super Bowl. But when three of the four... When there's fewer of those guys than there are pocket passers, but three of the four guys remaining in the NFC are those guys, you know, then, and it's not even like during the season anymore. Like you can tell that they protect those quarterbacks more during the season and then just sort of let them loose a little bit more during the, during the postseason. But like that is the difference. And again, this is not me saying they need to replace Nick Foles simply with a guy who can run. I'm just saying what the advantage is, is that like when Foles takes off, you know, and looks like he's running in sand and gets 11 yards and it's great, you know, that he'll even make that decision and go. But when Kaepernick does it and gets 50, like there's the difference, you know, there's the, that's how, that's, that's where it can raise the, so, so I'm sort of with Foles in that like, Look, unless there's somebody great that they see that they love, you go with this guy. But if there's somebody great that you see that you love, go for it. I'm not, I don't think Nick Foles prevents me from, you know, seeing a guy that I love and going for it. That's no. all. Yeah, I, right? I can't. I can't believe. It. I, well, I know I, I, Kelly's going to pick a guy he loves if he if he if he's there. Yeah, I yeah. It, it, and and Chris and I get into it later. But like, it is not out of the realm of possibility in my head. That if he picked that guy, that that would that that he would be open to that guy being the starter next year, going into training camp, he would absolutely be open to it. I just I think if I think there are two, I think the fact that Russell Wilson won the job from Matt Flynn, yeah, and I think the fact that Kaepernick got the job from Alex Smith are, is just proof that you know this win everything mentality that we're sort of in in sports in just sort of general this goes to coaches and i think coaches want to do what is like they know they can be fired at every at any time and they also know they have guaranteed contracts so they want to take a chance to win a super bowl you know they they like those high risk moves i think are are will probably become more commonplace so speaking of taking chances to win the super bowl and alex smith 
Did you watch the Chiefs game live as it was I happening? Did. I did. Was it, like, can, can the sense of joy that was going through your body, can it be described in words? Or? You know what's amazing is that I actually bet Indy and teased it, so I thought I was done, and I just kept joking, oh, no, don't worry, Indy's a second-half team, and Andy's going to choke. <laughs> I had this joke as they were going down, like, 28 or whatever it was. I was joking, ah, oh, don't worry about it, it's Andy Reid. And then it started to happen. I, it, was so, it, was, it was so joyful. <laughs> it was so perfect. Does he get... Does he get? Does Andy get a pass at all because of all the injuries that the Chiefs had during the game? Like, I mean, not from us, but right. I'm sure KC's given him a huge pass because yeah. they were one and whatever they were two wins last year. But I, yeah, to me, it's just they just kind of <laughs> they just let I, I, that was perfect. Yeah, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was watching it happen. I, I was I watched the first half and then I think I turned it back on when I looked at my phone and I was like, hmm. I think it was thirty eight twenty four. Even yeah. maybe that was when I turned it back on. Unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable, and unbelievable. Actually, the Chiefs. You look at the second half of the season scored so many points. Yeah. They scored so many points, and that defense just fell apart. And it, it, final running quarterback versus non running quarterback thing. Here's the one thing I will say: if you want to look at the the amazing double standard between right there you go perceived quarterbacks. All you need to do is look at the the language used with Andrew Luck compared to the language used compared to Colin Kaepernick. Even it, Alex Smith was, does a lot of running. I mean, yes. like there, there are a bunch of guys. There are a bunch of guys like that. Andy Dalton does the read option now. I mean, it, everyone's using that as an option, but they're all those three guys are pocket passers, right? And and let, let's not forget. Didn't Andrew Luck throw two picks in that game, yeah. like on consecutive things? Yeah. And but but he battled back and won the game. And he is just he is golden boy, you know. And right. it's like. It, that all you need to do, you need to look no further than that to see how ugly that you know that discussion is. So, I think uh, we'll talk more about the future later. Are you are you ready for everyone's favorite segment of the program? Okay, I can't wait. It's bittersweet. Warm it up, Chris. Is bittersweet. So, on the one hand, it's everyone's favorite part of the podcast. On the other hand. It's the last one I would imagine until draft time. Chris Johnson Jr. Good morning, You're have sir. To send me that music so I can um, maybe I'll put it as my alarm every Monday morning. <laughs> I'm not going to get to hear it anymore. Yeah, well, it's on YouTube. The, okay. the video, if you ever want, but I'll, I'll send you the MP3. It'll, yeah, you know, can you imagine if that's your ringtone and you explain why? It's got my name <laughs> in the song. So Just on Mondays. So I have to ask you. Before we get into your questions, fourth quarter arrives, you know, tight game, so on and so forth. What was your belief that the Eagles would win the game? Oh, um, I'm trying to remember that far back. Well, I my feeling was that they were not going to win, um, only because I I felt that they needed to take a big lead at some point in the game. Um, not even early. Like, and they just never had a comfortable lead, um, and and like and Drew Brees can just move the ball. It seems like whenever, not whenever he wanted, but but he can move the ball. Like he, he's one of the quarterbacks in the league that you're scared of can can hurry at the end of the game. And and again, all they needed to do was be in field goal range. I would have felt much better if the Eagles were up by four uh, on that last drive instead of. Instead of two, I mean, once you once you saw that 
said it came down to to being up two points, like I, I, I had no confidence at all in that last drive. Oh yeah, that was going to be my next question. When after they scored the touchdown, was it a touchdown to take the lead? Yeah. And they were kicking off. You had you you figured they were going to lose. Yeah, uh, I was watching with with a couple friends, and all I kept saying is, "There's nothing they can do. There's nothing." There's nothing they can do. There's no. There's not enough time, or there's too much time. Um, either way, the timing was bad. Whether there wasn't enough or too much. And then, my final question to you is: While the so the season ends, do you is your your instinct to feel? I would imagine it feels both on some on on some level. But what do you feel more? Do you feel good about the season and the future, or? disappointed at the missed opportunity uh, i feel great about the season and the future and i'm not disappointed at the missed opportunity i'm disappointed that i don't get to watch meaningless uh meaningful football next week or for like eight months i don't know how many months is it still till september uh um, i don't know some amount of months six seven like, yeah that's what i that's what i want like i want to watch another um Eagles football team, uh, yeah. game. I love like this, this team was so much fun to watch this season. Well, especially the the way you know this this especially with the very low. I, I feel like anticipation for Philly season will be there, but it'll be relatively low unless there's a a big move or something. And and Flyers and Sixers, you know, are what they are. I know the Flyers are playing better, but you know, there's I don't know that there's any. Are they? You know, they are. I mean, they're they're. I think their record since Barubi took over is like. It's funny because hockey makes it. There's no more ties, but they put overtime losses in a different category as if they're not losses. So I think they're twenty-one, fourteen, and four since Barubi took over. So they're all right, but but okay. no one thinks they're going to win the cup or anything. So and How you know are the goalies. Are the goalies good? Do they goalies do are actually really good. Steve Mason's actually seems like he's really good. So, and Emery's been all right when he's not beating people up for no reason. So, <laughs> you ready to ask your questions? Yeah, I'm ready to ask a question. Kick it off. Question number one: uh, What was the best Eagles win this past season, and what was the worst Eagles loss? Are we not counting the playoffs? Or are we counting the playoffs? You can count the playoffs if you want. Okay. If you think that was if you think that was the the worst loss. Okay. Lee, I can think of some other pretty bad losses. Yeah, there were. There were. Lee, best Eagles win, worst Eagles loss. Uh, uh, the best Eagles win, I, I think, was that Chicago game. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, um, yeah. where they just played real lights out and just killed, yeah, and the offense just looked unstoppable, and they stopped Cutler fine. Yeah, I think Chicago was the best win, and the worst loss, I could probably think of that first Cowboys game still sticks out in my mind just as a just a terrible game to watch, just a just a just a fall flat. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm it's a it feels on some level like a cop out, but I'm just taking the playoff the loss. Game. Yeah, because I, I I felt the worst after that one. Compared. I guess you could also call uh, the was it who they lose to they lost to Minnesota. Minnesota yes. was a bad loss too, but it didn't yeah. end up hurting them, so it's, it doesn't stick out as much. Yeah, and it feels like a. A blip, like it didn't yeah. feel like it was there was anything real to it. It was just like, a, whoa, what the hell happened there? Right. So, all right. Question two, Chris. Question number two. Give me three areas that the Eagles need to improve on in the off season, and you can't say right cornerback, left cornerback. They count as one. Okay, so cornerback is one position. Yeah. Okay. 
Lee. Uh, so I, you know, defensively, I, I'd love to see them draft, uh, uh, you know, as, as bad as the secondary is, I would love to see them draft a real impact pass rusher. Yeah. I still think they miss that more than anything. Um, so that'd be one. And then I guess I would go secondary two. And then I want, I want another receiver and I, I don't want to, I don't know what they're going to do about Cooper and I don't want to rely on Macklin. So I, that, that's the third place I would go. Um, I sort of agree. The only the third place I would go is quarterback. Question three. <laughs> Question number three. Now you were just saying that they went into this season uh, with fairly low expectations, knowing um, knowing that next season the expectations will be much much higher, uh, and knowing that they will at least on their schedule be playing the other three division winners. Will the Eagles win more or less than nine and a half games next year? Oh, you're already setting the line. I wonder if there is an early line for that. All right, Lee. Well, only because they won 10 games this year. Right. I'm just curious as to what, what the, that, that line will actually be. I think it'll probably be around 10 or 10 and a half, actually. I, you know, it feels like Vegas probably, you know, people will probably be jumping on to, to bet the, the over of an unsafe number. I wouldn't be surprised right. if it was 10 or 10 and a half. All right, Lee, um, over or under nine and a half? Nine and a half's your number? Yeah. Over or under nine and a half? Uh, wait, no, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Uh, he has I more. I looked this morning at the division Sorry. that the Eagles will be playing next year. I'm curious, um, like, if they're playing the NFC West. Oh, I can, um, I can tell you this right now. Hold on. Next year, they are playing the NFC West. Well, they're playing, yeah, they hmm. play the NFC West, so they play the Niners they play the Niners away, they play the Colts away, uh, and they play the AFC, what is that, the Central? The Colts, the Texans? Yeah. Yeah, so they Jaguars, play... Jaguars. Yeah. Titans. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and they play... Yeah, wow. They play the Seahawks at home and the Niners away. Oh, and the Panthers. Oh, that's looks like yeah, a tough opponent. Yeah, and they play opponent. the Saints. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You're right. They play the Panthers and they play the um, and the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a tough schedule next year. Now, you think you probably make some of those up. With the other, with the NFC East teams that you lost this year, yeah, yeah, it's um, a, but it's a, the NFC West and the I don't know about the Central, but the the AFC Central, but it's not, yeah, you know, I don't know, it's a schedule. Who knows who's going to be good? All right, uh, Lee Bill O'Brien. What? Oh yes, well he'll, he'll turn it all around. <laughs> all right, Lee, over or under nine and a half wins. First of all, you guys are old calling it the AFC Central. It's oh. the AFC South. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's like AFC Central, like, that's like eight years old now. I don't know, bro. I was, Come on. I said it with a question no, mark. This isn't, an, this isn't a Flyers podcast, is it? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Divisions are, divisions are old. Just yeah, give they are. I feel like it's got to go, right? Yeah. They're gonna, that, that's got to be on the way out, the division. It is in the NBA. The yeah. divisions are stupid. Yeah. All right. So I just covered up that one. So nine and a half? Yeah. Uh, it is a tough. It's going to be a tough schedule. I'm going to go. I'm just faith in Chip Kelly. I'm going to go over. I do think they're going to be. What scares me a little bit is I think they're going to be the like the sexy pick next year. They're absolutely like going to be. Yeah, and I, I don't like that because there's just going to be too much hype on them. They're but Atlanta. I, they're what Atlanta yeah. was, or or Carolina, or Cincinnati, or any of those teams. So. But I'll go over, and I, it's really it's really about Chip, and you know, being very impressed with what we got in the first year of Chip Kelly, and and thinking that he'll keep us. Keep this team focused and and keep it together. And, and look, it, you know, if they can do what they did with this defense and put together the way they did, you know, it that can only get better. 
in my mind. Well, I'm going to be contrarian and just say they're going to go under. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. That's that, that's my answer. I have no idea. I'll I'll take the under. All right, let's wrap it up with Chris. All right, so I'll begin by asking you over or under nine and a half wins. I my my immediate reaction is under. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. You played. I think maybe nine wins. Um, I mean, you have to. I feel like it's going to be a comeback down to earth year. Um, this team far exceeded expecta- my expectations, at least. Um, like you almost like in a in a weird way, you almost wonder if if like if they had lost the Dallas game and not made the playoffs, uh, you'd have higher expectations next year. Um, is that a weird thing to say? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, yeah, I well. think so. I so let me ask you this: Is there any is is there any need aside from the obvious that that you would look at next year is there anything that you're you're unsure of that you know that that is surprising like obviously the secondary and the past you know there's there's sort of obvious things in there is there anything not obvious that you would that you have less faith in that you thought whether it be wide receiver running back quarterback anything like that coaches well uh, i mean those three i mean wide receiver running back quarterback were those I mean, you need to figure out something with wide receivers, whether it's re-signing Jeremy Macklin, Riley Cooper, both uh, drafting somebody fairly early. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, right now you, you go into next season with Deshaun Jackson and maybe Jason Avant again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as long as you re-sign one or both of those guys. Um, running back, I feel like you need, uh, and if it's Chris Polk, then it's, and it's Chris Polk, but I feel like you need a um, another running back behind McCoy, um, knowing that I guess if McCoy gets hurt, um, whether it's for a short time or a long time, like you you don't have another viable option there right now. Well, and they're going to run so much. I, I just you, you don't want to be most teams in the league use more than one running back, and the teams that don't use more than one running back, I don't know they are terribly successful you know, offensive teams that aren't using more than one back. So, right. you know, maybe he just didn't have a ton of faith in Polk or, you know, they were using Brown for a while there, you know, but, yeah, you know, LaShawn McCoy led the end. I mean, he, he didn't average 20 carries a game, but he still led the NFL in carries 317 or 314 or whatever it was. So, you know, you want to make sure that he, I know everybody's like, feed him the ball, feed him. I'm sick of hearing that. So, you need you need another guy in there, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna lead the league in rushing. I think you're gonna need more than one guy, and I think you can still have the the number one rusher in the NFL while having more than one, you know, guy doing it. So the, right. the key is to rush for a lot of yards, not to have Lashawn McCoy lead the league in rushing, right? So yeah, you don't need the you don't need to lead the league in rushing. What is that? It doesn't get you anything. Yeah. Um, as long as he can carry it to a couple wins, uh, I'll take that. So you're, um, and, you're, then, and then quarterback also, uh, you got to figure out if Nick Foles is your. I mean, well, he's he's got to be your starting quarterback going into Week One, uh, right? Uh, I don't know. I look, he is. I, I I am as sure of what Nick Foles is as I have ever been, and he is good. But he, I I don't see anything in him that means that he is a a, a top level playmaker type guy. And I'm watching, and, and this is not like, but that said, 
those guys are are, are few and far between. They're they're not like they're not easily attainable. So what I'm not I'm not saying like go like make sure you get a quarterback, but I am saying if you have the ability to get one of those guys that I would I do not see Nick Foles as a would would not be a hindrance to me to go get one of those guys, you know? And I think, you know, all you need to do is look at guys like Matt Schaub and Andy Dalton and these guys that were like, you know, that put up numbers and are Alex Smith and are just good enough and, you know, I could you win a suit even and and whatever you do, don't pay this guy, you know, 18 million dollars a year to be quarterback. I just you see guys like Flacco, and look, is he? Could he be as good as Flacco? Ab- absolutely, but like, I don't think Flacco's that good, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying don't go get another quarterback because uh, I think you always need to have a couple of quarterbacks on your roster um, and and with with potential. But um, I, I mean, he starts week one. I can I can't imagine a rookie or or another quarterback off the street coming in. And starting week one ahead of Foles, if Foles is healthy. Yeah, the only thing that I think would happen there is if we know so little about what Chip Kelly likes, is that if if somebody that he is in love with, I don't even know if this guy exists, but if there's a guy that exists that he's in love with, falls to them in the draft, and he lets him compete for it, and he wins it. Look, nobody thought Russell Wilson would beat out Matt Flynn either. You know, when when he they, they signed Matt Flynn to this huge deal, and then Russell Matt Wilson didn't lead him to the the playoffs in the division title the year before. No, that's just, I, that's I just true. I can't imagine. I don't know. I I just see I see these other guys. I see guys like like Dalton and guys like Romo and and I wonder if they were if they were or, or Shaw and they, if they were Chip Kelly quarterbacks would they have similar numbers? I I don't I just I I don't think it's impossible. I I I just but like I saw Alex Smith replaced with Colin Kaepernick and and all I know is that these coaches that want to be great and win Super Bowls, they make moves to be great and win Super Bowls. And I, look, I would say I'm I'm ninety five percent sure that Nick Foles would be the starting quarterback week one next year. But I don't think Kelly is a guy that is going to if he goes and he drafts a guy say there's no way that guy's starting week one. That's all I'm saying is that he he would be open to the notion I think of starting somebody besides Nick Foles. I don't think okay. So, but that's all. I, I don't know. I'm watching Colin Kaepernick yesterday just thinking, like, man, I wish he was, like, he was playing with a... I just, like, I, I love that guy. I, I just love, I love that guy. I, I don't know. It's so funny. People, I, all I did was compliment Colin Kaepernick on Twitter, and people responded, yeah, well, Nick Foles and... I'm, oh, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just so yeah, sick. Did they even watch Nick Foles this year? Like... Nick, you can't compare Nick Foles to Colin Kaepernick. Well, and look, look, and all we say is, I love guys that say, you know, Nick Foles wins, blah blah blah. Well, Colin Kaepernick has has like like slightly more starts than Nick Foles. He's already like led his team to quarterback, and he won in fucking Green Bay yesterday. I don't yeah, want to hear yeah. it anymore. Like I, just, I don't want to hear about his accuracy and the fact that he can run being a detriment. Like, like fuck off. Like, like everybody, I can tell you this, this, this running quarterback thing. Like the the ability to run is not a hindrance in being a quarterback. It, it isn't. It isn't. It make if any the the inability to throw is a hindrance, but the inability to run is also a hindrance. Like fuck off. I I just. The, the well, so, so two things on that. Yeah. Um, one, 
Kaepernick must have hit that over on the ground yesterday, right? Yes, I, I, and I told you heard me. I told Fanasaurus it just he. <laughs> I was like, it just takes one run, brother, one run. If he, <laughs> it was actually the second most yards he's ever run for in a game. It was okay. eighty-seven. Yeah, Good the, call. the tops was one eighty something in the playoffs last year. Oh, and one of the things I think Fanasaurus didn't account for when he was doing that is that a lot of these read option quarterbacks or, or quarterbacks that ran the read option did not run a ton of read option during the year, but I think that's more to protect them from getting hurt. And I think it's it's more likely that they will run in the postseason when it's, you know, win or go home than it is during yeah. the regular season. So it's also luck. So Yeah, and I think that's something that their that their coaches uh drilled into them. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to run Every game is not a win or go home right. in the regular season. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Deshaun Jackson caught one of those, throw it up, come back to the ball. I know. No, he got interfered with. Did he catch it? Yeah, he caught one. Oh, right, right, right. He caught one and he got interfered with on another one, right? Yeah. 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 And and by the way, I'm just pointing this out, might as well, because I've already pissed off every Nick Foles person in the world now. <laughs> Nick, He had his, his guy beat and Nick Foles underthrew him. So just want to throw that out there. He had his guy beat by two steps, and Nick Foles underthrew him. So I don't want to hear about Nick Foles underthrew him. Did he play baseball too? Is that what did, did, was Deshaun a center fielder as well? So it looked like it on Saturday night. It sure did. It sure did. All right, Chris. Well, it's been a good season. You want to rate? The, give me, give me uh, Eagle season. Rate it on a scale of one to ten, including halves. So I'll give you, I'll give you half scores as well. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I need to graded off of something and if the the year they went to the Super Bowl was a was a nine I'll give this I'll give this uh seven and three quarters okay that's fair that's fair I'll get into my score with with Lee but that's a fair score I think especially if you consider the I would I guess I would call the Super Bowl season a nine and a half you okay. know given I know all we remember is the loss in the Super Bowl, but that that season was quite a ride. So yeah, I remember they lost to Pittsburgh too, and I had a lot of Steelers friends. Uh, oh well, that makes that was a it. Bad, yeah. That was a bad loss. All right, Chris. Well, it was a great season by you, and I look forward to warming up near draft time. We'll do one of these during the draft, right? Near the draft, after the draft. Are you going to ask Lee about Janikowski? Yes, absolutely. I'll ask him okay, about Janikowski. Sure. I'm looking forward to that. In fact, I'll ask him about it right now, right after this. Okay, good. All right. All right. Good uh, season, Chris. All right. Yeah, good season. Thanks for doing this. Hopefully we can do it again next year. Yes, we will. Uh, or so we we'll, won't. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, dude. Bye. Listen to Daniel. All right, well, as promised, i got to ask you the – Thing that Chris just asked me, and he texted me right after the game, and it he said that the podcast has come full circle because of this. And should I? I'll just read you his text from yesterday. He said, "If the Eagles had drafted Janikowski instead of Corey Simon, they win that game, don't they?" <laughs> so, Lee, are you ready to admit you're wrong about drafting Sebastian Janikowski? I'm not ready to admit. I, I'd rather have Corey Simon. <laughs> <laughs> He had a point. He had a point. He did. He did. How? But would they take Alex Henry in the fourth, fourth round? Round. Yeah. I mean, that that's the problem is that they waste the fourth round pick on him. Yeah. I mean, geez, how does he not? I mean, people are picking up like guys like Dawson for nothing off the yeah. crappy mid 
season. You can't. You got. You take a fourth round pick on Alex Henry. It doesn't make any sense. So, scale of one to ten, with half numbers included, how would you rate this season? Oh, uh, I'd give it a nine. Now, what? Now, just for perspective's sake, Chris gave it. Said that the Super Bowl season for him was a nine, so he gave this a seven and three quarters, even though I said only halves. But you, you, I, I no, I, I'd still say it's a nine. To me, you, look, you, I'm not. I don't. I don't look at a season in a vacuum. I look at what you know, what what it was coming in and what they got out of it and what we expected from it. And for me, it it's an absolute nine. I don't know what more you could have expected from this season. I agree with you. I'll give it a nine too. I think for I think coming where we were coming from and perspective sake and excitement and I you yeah, know I think it's the backdrop of last year with Andy Reid. I mean how bad that was, yep. how ugly that was, and to have football like enjoyable again. It was a great season. Yeah. It, it completely completely unexpected. It was a lot yeah. of fun. I I I w I'm I am putting I'm favoriting this year with not because I loved it so much, because so I can go back to it where in three years, after after Shady breaks his leg in the first game next year, and then Nick Foles falls apart, and then the Eagles loot, or have a losing record for three straight years, and we look back at the Saints game, and we can say, oh, we were okay with that loss. <laughs> That's why I favorited this season. Though I don't want any of that to happen. That's what makes me nervous. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We'll do something again around draft time, I would imagine. Oh, final question. Does Chip Kelly select a quarterback at all in the 2014 uh, NFL draft? I think draft? he definitely picks a quarterback. He's going to pick a quarterback. Because um, uh, you just you don't know what uh, you're going to get backup-wise right now. Is, is it going to be Vic? I'm fine if it's Vic, but I don't know that that's what Vic wants to do. And I just think Kelly wants to you know, be able to experiment and have one of his, quote, guys. <sighs> you know what? Let me ask you. Fine. Okay, last question. Yep. It's draft day. Yep. Here it is. This is my question. Right? To ask. <laughs> well, it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. My, it is a little bit different. It's draft day, and right now, most draft boards have Mr. Football himself as a top five pick. Yeah. Inexplicably, much like Geno Smith, Mr. Football drops. Eagles are on the clock with the twenty second pick in the NFL draft. A would they select Johnny Football? B. Would you select Johnny Football? I would. I would definitely. I. I think there's just too much upside. I think. I think they would. I think. I think Chip has no worries about like what the atmosphere is going to be like, or or worried about. I don't think he's worried about Nick Foles' psyche at all. I think he just wants to win a, win a football game. If he thinks that that Johnny Football has a chance to be that that guy, he's going to take him. Would it be the most amazing moment in football history if? They called him Johnny Football when he was drafted. When the Eagles picked, and they him. put the football jersey, put his, his jersey up with football. They just about. said football. <laughs> oh my god! I would never stop. And he is would be the ultimate problem for Philadelphia fans because he's not Nick Foles. Yep. He is showy and swaggy, but he's also white. So yeah. I, how how would they go about feeling about him? You uh, know, the only football jerseys there would be on week one. You think also be done? Oh, I want Johnny Football. So <laughs> I know they won't get him. I know he'll go. And good for Johnny Football. Like by the way, went from like being top five pick to everyone saying he would be a second or third round pick to after the season he had like being a top five pick again is absolutely amazing. So yeah. so good for Mister Football. All right. Well, All right. I'll talk to you again around draft time. Sounds good. Great season, Lee. Great season. See you.